Hey everyone, welcome to Would You Like Franchise with that music, please. This week, we got to know America's creepiest family, the Adams Family. <laughs> Pretty sure the creepiest family is the Trump family, but let's, uh, <laughs> let's go with the Adams Family. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Would You Like Franchise With That. I'm Jack, here as always, and joining me remotely today, he's creepy and he's kooky, it's Cole. Oh, I thought you were going to say Callan. Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to say me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight laced, well, right? He's, cre- he's creepy and he's kooky, it's Callan. Hey! <laughs> and he's mysterious and spooky, he's Cole. Hey! Uh, did you... Okay, alright. And of course, I'm... I want to know who you really think is creepy. Well, I thought uh, I was looking at the, the. I've written it out here, and "kooky" is spelt with a K, so it's a bit. It's a bit alliterative to go. He's creepy mm. and he's kooky with it, even though your your names both start with a K sound. Mm. And actually, no. To be honest, yeah, because I I don't think you're creepy, Cole, but I think you're a little bit kooky. And Callan, <laughs> I find you a bit more mysterious than Cole. So I think Thank I've got you. it right. Thank you. That is what I'm going for. Yeah, mysterious and spooky. Like, like if yeah, you're a little yeah, bit spooky, yeah, you could be a little bit spooky under the right light. <laughs> I think my wife would think that. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I think can it'd I be a runoff. Who... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Um, so if you, if you can't tell, we're uh, we're recording via the internet <laughs> again to this episode. Um, I was going to say it'd be a runoff for who who uh, who plays Lurch, me or Callan. In uh, if we were to cast an Adams family, I think that you're the lurch. I I mean I mean that as a compliment, <laughs> but you're clearly the lurch. <laughs> well, I've got less hair. On my, you have a beard, so that uh, I don't know if that's doing you any favors. But I don't know who's well, paler. That, that puts me like facial hair, yeah. so that's I'm a little bit closer to Gomez. I, I was going to say cousin. Oh, it. You can't be. <laughs> yeah, cousin it. Fester, I reckon I could be a fester if I could, you know, fill out one of those big jackets. Should we talk? Have we talked about what we're watching this week? I don't <laughs> think we've actually introduced it. It may have become obvious. Uh, we watched the old school Adams Gilmore family. Girls. <laughs> <laughs> we watched the Goth Family Robinson. Mm. Adams Family, the nineties ones. Nineties Adams Family. Just before we jump into the Adams Family, can I hit you with a really interesting statistic, guys? Uh, yes. So, um, I saw an article the other day, uh, podcast listens overall yeah. globally are yeah. down about 20%, but, po- really? but podcast mic sales have gone through Did the roof. That surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's recording, but no one's Because <laughs> no one's commuting anywhere. No, no one's, one's going, they're not going true. to work. Yeah, that's and true. when you're at home, it's either Netflix or, or recording know, a check p- the news podcast. and it's the same news. Yeah. When do you guys listen to podcasts? Like, I listen to podcasts when I'm like cleaning the house, Mm -hmm. like, or just doing chores. I quite enjoy a podcast then, or an audiobook. And then I sometimes listen to podcasts when I go for a walk. I don't really commute because I live Mm -hmm. really close to work, and right now, obviously, no one's commuting, so I don't. It probably hasn't changed that much for me. Mm. 
I was massively ma- massive listener during commute, not so much in other everyday life, but on a on a walk. Love a podcast and a walk for sure. Yeah, but what it's podcast, one of my favorite things to do. What podcast are you guys listening to? I've, I've kind of fallen off. All I, you know, I got into This American Life and then Radio Lab, and then I was like, I kind of peaked too yeah, early. I find really. those. I'm finding the serious ones like a little bit too um, difficult at the moment. I I listen. I used to listen to a lot of Vox current affairs and tech ones and i've kind of just stopped listening to those altogether there's quite a few video games ones i still listen to and a few like movies and comedy ones that i still mm. listen to what's the video um, game one uh there's a couple i listened to um there was one called kotaku split screen but it just finished mm. and they started up a new one called triple click so I listened to that, and I listened to the Game Informer show. Oh, um, okay. Which is a bunch of middle-aged men um, talking about video games. Is that the magazine Game Informer? Yeah, it's a magazine. Yeah, and it's alright. And then um, sometimes I don't listen to it as frequently because sometimes I find uh, it a little bit much. But Filthy Casuals, the Australian comedy one. That's about video games. Yeah, haven't heard that. Um, Have you heard of the yeah, giant it's okay, bomb? But I sometimes listen. I only ever listen to the Giant Bomb podcast while playing really grindy video games like Destiny. Mm. Um, because I want something that I don't mind if I kind of don't really listen to it <laughs> that much yeah. if I tune out. And they and they also go for like fucking three hours. Yeah, each. exactly. Exactly. They, they sometimes get people on there who have... Oh, they're so niche. And if you haven't played that game, they'll talk for about 40 minutes on a game. And it's like, yeah, I'm not yeah. into that JRPG yeah, or it's something. It's like the latest, the latest release of warcraft or something and it's like some expansion and they've changed three small things but they'll talk about it for 45 minutes there's a lot of destiny yeah. players on there as well i feel yeah and as someone who like i play a bit of destiny and i don't i still don't really understand <laughs> like <laughs> what the fuck i'm doing or how it works or how any of the guns work or anything hearing people talk about destiny is like hearing people talk about tax returns it's so boring it's like it's just a fun pretty colors game where the shooting feels nice just like tax returns <laughs> exactly hey. i actually jump uh oh, did you want to segue back to what we're actually here for <laughs> oh i was gonna i was gonna segue back to I did write synopses for this gonna, film. I was just going to wrap up this episode of Would You Like Podcast with that. I <laughs> want to tell us what happens in the first Adams Family movie. I want to drag you kicking and screaming into, uh, yes, the world of the, the world of the Adams Family. Um, I, I, this was my recommendation, so I, I have the honor of doing the synopses. But um, I just want to ask: Did you guys enjoy these films? Or I enjoyed the first two. I had a great time with the first two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you? Sounds like maybe less. We'll get into it. Do the synopsis. And then okay. Um, we'll okay. It. So we'll start with the first one. So after numerous TV sitcom incarnations dating back to the 1960s, in 1991, the Adams Family finally hit the silver scream. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Adamses are as we remember them, normally abnormal, yet Uncle Fester has been missing for 25 years and Gomez is lamenting the absence of his long-lost brother. 
In order to claim a debt owed by Gomez's lawyer, a loan shark by the name of Abigail Craven sends her creepy son Gordon, who bears a striking resemblance to Festa, in to infiltrate the family and steal their fortune. Abigail, disguised as a German psychiatrist, Greta Pinderschloss, presents the imposter Festa to the family, claiming he was lost in the Bermuda Triangle for 25 years. While things start off well for Festa, the family begin to have their doubts, as Festa's facade starts to wear thinner than Gomez's pencil mustache. Abigail loses patience with her son's apparent enjoyment and growing fondness of the Adamses, prompting them to evict the family as the eldest brother. He claims the rights of the estate. But the fortune eludes the scammers. They kidnap and torture Morticia, which she actually enjoys, and eventually Festa decides to rebel against his mother and protect Gomez and Morticia and join the family, which he belonged to all along. He really did get lost in the Bermuda Triangle and a lightning bolt from a book restored his memory. The film ends and we have news that Morticia is pregnant with an octopus. That is the Adams Family. Yeah, that is the Adams Family. family. Is he the real brother? Yeah, I I, like kind of like I was watching it and it's just one line. Mm. And <laughs> yeah. they really gloss over it quite quickly. It's like, by the way, he's the, bro- the real brother the whole time. And yeah. It's just like, <laughs> what a weird red herring of a, like, it, this seems like, like, this feels like it should be the sequel to another movie. Like, to start with the long lost brother thing, like, straight out of the gate feels, yeah. Um, like, it feels like he should have gone missing in the Bermuda Triangle in the first movie or something. <laughs> but, like, yeah, but I mean, I, this is the movie that made that was made from a TV show that was, at the time, what, 25 years old? And there was a, a comic strip as well. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, sure. I mean, I guess that everyone knows the characters and everything. Mm. But, yeah, it did feel like a strange plot for the first movie especially when the plot of like did you guys ever watch the adams family television show yes it it used to be just cartoon and yeah i used to watch the black and white one i feel like it used to just be on like after school i've seen a bunch of episodes and every episode is basically exactly the same um it's like someone is trying to scam them out of their money for some reason, and they scared them off with the same piece of footage of a lion walking down the stairs. <laughs> every every episode. Um, and then they play the footage of the lion walking down the stairs in reverse as if it's going back up the stairs. Wow. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Get old. No, it's, it ain't broke. Um, um, so but, we uh, watched... Yeah, it, um, sorry, we watched a, a episode from I think it was like a the, a 90s sitcom version as well. It was live action, and again, oh, it's really, like, there was an another show, another 90s the new live Adam's action show. Or the yeah, I think it's the new Adam. I'm not sure. It might be. Um, but uh, Justine had watched it in Canada, and she was like, "Oh, you got to watch this." And and it was essentially exactly what you've just described. There's like a, a pair of bumbling um, bank robbers, and they end up on the Adams family property and. And then they try and rob them for, I don't know how they find out they have a lot of money, but again, it's about stealing their fortune. But I'm not even sure mm. it's clear that that um, that like they have a lot of money. But 
to to your point around is it really his brother Jack? It it actually mm. like I read in the the Wikipedia notes as I was helping myself write the synopsis that apparently the the plan was for him not to actually be the Fester brother just to be an imposter but just be accepted by the family. Yeah, that's and what apparently I thought the happened. cast came together and said to the director, "No, we want to change this so that he he actually is." He does turn out to be Fester, so it does seem like a bit of a footnote at the end, and not very clear. What? Almost <laughs> like they're just saying like, oh, um, almost like they're trying to convince him you are a part of the family. You know, it's really hard to gauge yeah. that it's it's actually true. There's no proof, you know, other than what what Morticia says. It's weird. Yeah, mm. it's a strange plot, and it feels a little bit irre- like it feels a little bit irrelevant, and it feels a little bit like. It messes with the formula of the show, which is so, like, cookie cutter. It's just um, straight, like, regular people go into the world of the Adams family and are, like, freaked out by how backwards that it... Like, it's one joke, really. It's like mm. they like things that regular people think are spooky. Mm. They, they think are, are sexy. <laughs> They're so horny. Oh my god. It's the horniest movie I've ever seen. That's true. That's true. That that brings me to another question. What what nationality are the Adams family? Well, it's weird because spooky. all of so because it's her, <laughs> spooky. Who the, the spooky. mother, it's the mother on which side? The... I think it's Morticia's mother. It's... I I read in the IMDb. Okay. I read in like mm. I think I read on the Wikipedia IMDb or something. It's it's switched from the she's been on other different sides in the TV show and the movies. <laughs> like because um he well for, like everyone just has completely different accents. Yeah. So like Gomez has he's he's kind of got like a bit of a Spanish name and and uh, an accent, mm. but then his brother Festa doesn't at all (laughs) and then the the mother has that kind of (laughs) um uh and the mother has like a kind of new york kind of broad accent and then morticia sounds like um that kind of american accent that like affluent people have that where the affect Mm. is slightly english Mm. and it's a little bit kind of unsure of, of where they're from but I guess it ultimately doesn't really matter because the other part of it is that they live in a mansion that looks like it's been there for hundreds and like, you know, like an an, an Eastern European kind of mansion that you would find in Transylvania or whatever yeah. that's been there for hundreds of years and slowly been added to. Mm. But obviously America hasn't been around for as long as like the age of the the decor so it's a little bit anachronistic but i don't think it really matters no but they love french whenever <laughs> whenever morticia <laughs> or gomez speak french it just sends them into these like you're saying horny fits um, <laughs> and yeah they like gymnastics as well I, don't, I, I get yeah, a very flipping. eastern european vibe from them but yeah mm. Well, yeah, it's just it's a real mishmash of tropes, which I guess is the joke. It's just like in the second one, they um, have that party, and Gomez. Second one or the first one, where they have the, there's a party in the, the first, party first, party first one, one yeah, like Russian style dance. Yeah, yeah. 
So the babushka, the babushka or whatever yeah, it's called. they're just pulling influences from... That's the first one. But then he does yeah. the tango in the second one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So... Uh, uh, so, show us your passports. This... I don't know how you guys felt about Gomez or... or is it Raul Julia? Julia or Julio? Julia. 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 Raul Julia? Julia, isn't it? Julia? Um, I... I I don't know. I always found this movie sort of unsettling as a kid. Like I couldn't really follow it because, like you said, it doesn't really fit the the mold of a typical movie. You start off and th- this character's missing, and and I couldn't really follow as well. Like, is it actually? When I was watching it, I was like, that's not actually Fester. It's an imposter. And I was still think like I'd seen it a hundred times, and I still thought it was an imposter up until I read the Wikipedia article. <laughs> um, but yeah, just being, I, I just. I had a real affection for Gomez. I think he's such a lovely guy. There's something, even Raul Julia, like I was thinking, oh, I wonder what sort of happened to him. And then I looked up um, his Wikipedia and really sort of tragically, he passed away died, like yeah, yeah, a few years after, or a few years after this, but a year after the release of the second one um, of like sort yeah. of a crazy, you know, he had a stroke. He died after in 94. It. Yeah. And he, he had a cancer. He died of cancer in a, a um, in 1994, yeah, which was like pretty shortly after the second movie. Yeah, pretty yeah, pretty sad really. I think he was a he was a good actor. I don't know if he sort of reached the peak that he could have got to if he um had a sort of, you know lived a bit longer. It's a bit sad. But I think what he had what he what he was able to display as an actor in these two movies and obviously in his magnum opus um in Street Fighter was that like. <laughs> he give, he give, I think the reason why you have so much affection for him in this movie is that he gives it like he gives Gomez Adams a hundred thousand percent, and he's just so um, excited and positive. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that's what I enjoyed about this the most mm. was just how um, like for a movie that's all about like corpses and being morbid, like everyone is just like having a fucking great time great. all it's the beautiful. time, and it was like, very the refreshing. They all love each other so much. It kind of reminded me a little bit. That's what I really like about Bob's Burgers, is that the right. family just like there's no there's no real the, there's no real conflict within the family. Like so many yeah families. I was thinking about, about how this. much families hate each other, and this one is how much about how much this family loves each other. Mm. Mm. I was thinking about this earlier today and it was like what um what are the kind of pop culture families that you find are finding comforting right now mm. like I I have a few that I go back to and they they don't necessarily need to be like actual families they can just be like people that you feel like they're kind of friends yeah. <laughs> because you just like mm. feel so comfortable to go back and rewatch um those mm. my mine is um Dr. Katz. I don't know if you guys oh, have ever yeah. seen I that love show. Dr. But I, Katz. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I love it so much. I often just go back in and uh and Audible has just re-released or just released uh, a new series of like podcasts with, with him and new comedians. So oh, it's like cool. more episodes of Dr. Katz basically. Um and I love him and Ben. Ben um, is so funny. My gosh. <laughs> ben, actually, you kind of remind me of Ben a little bit. <laughs> like, I'm not. Well, I'm often not wearing that your a towel. Life isn't together. I feel like Ben was yeah. always in a towel, like like I am. But 
Um, <laughs> I think Ben was just a layabout. I'm not so much of a layabout. Yeah, not not so much like the specifics of your life, mm. but just like um, the the tannin of your voice and uh, and just the <laughs> I don't know. There's there's something about something about I, hearing like- you over the airwaves that that. Uh, in a good way, kind of reminds me of um, Ben Katz, <laughs> Benjamin Katz. Uh, I did used to love that show. He he always had that terribly cranky receptionist. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I've got to get back into that. It's really good. I would highly recommend if you um, if you have Audible checking out the, the podcast. And they also did like a, an audio book version of it's like thirteen hours of him just talking to different comedians it's very funny but that show was pretty much just a platform for a comedian to do a monologue well it was the it was the prototype for a podcast really because they didn't really animate it like it was they they did like one drawing per scene Mm. and they would cut back and like but i would often listen to it um without watching it like i'd put it on like i'd put on a podcast when i'm like cleaning the house or whatever and just like listen to it it's it's basically you know um, the same, similar to like comedy bang bang or something, where it's just like comedians riffing. Did you own that on DVD as well? No, I don't. It's been out of print for a while. Like mm. most of the episodes are just on YouTube. Mm. Um, so I would kind of just dip in there. Um, do you guys have any uh franchise families that that you feel comforted by? Um, well. In... I went back to Lord of the Rings. I told you that I told you that before we started recording, which has mm. always been like every Boxing Day, my family and and uh, another close family of ours, the, the Otters, oh, really? we would always watch on on the day. We would always get tickets to see, see the new Lord of the Rings film, and I think we did it during the Hobbit as well, which was a bit of a fizzler. But yeah, uh, um, we did too. I think we I, I used to go and see it with my dad every Boxing Day. It was such a fun event. Yeah, thing. it was. Did, it, did you dress it, up? No, <laughs> no, no. We never dressed up, but um, well, not not as a Lord of the Rings character. Nah. I dressed up. Just... <laughs> you put clothes on. You were, you were the back end of a pantomime horse. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. So, but we we're talking about this before we started recording about what we might do next, and um, yeah, I did sort of go back to that because I've always found that. The Fellowship was a bit of a comfort comfort film, as much as the totally. soundtrack as as the uh, the cast and all that. But um, yeah, it was definitely one of the films that I um, rewatched the the first one especially. Like there mm-hmm. were a couple movies that I just like had on on DVD that I would just like often put it on on like a Sunday afternoon and just like you know i've watched that movie so many times <laughs> yeah but we was um, we were saying this as well it's it has i've actually for the first time maybe seen it every couple of years for the last like 10 years it's finally mm. finally in my eyes started to date um and that might have happened sooner for you guys but like it it moves at such a pace that it's really hard to follow because Can i you think- watch the oh we should save this for if we do that but have you been watching the extended one or the regular one? I watched the the theatrical release. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, maybe we can talk about it later if we do it next week. But um, uh, yeah, it just moves at a pace that's very uh, strange. And I think it, it it moves at a pace where it, it lends itself to plot holes unintentionally. Um, 
Yeah. Like, on it, out of nowhere, sort of like Arwen will pop up and you're like, Where, how did she know that they were there and that the... The, the the black riders were on their tail and and she just swoops in and saves a day there's a lot of uh what is that that ex machina moments deus ex machina yeah deus ex machina but mm. we're but not talking. I, yeah i've been really really craving media where people are just really um kind and supportive and mm. give each other compliments <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like the, and there's not a lot of that out there but like i've just really just want to see like good mates enjoying each other's company <laughs> like <laughs> i've got a good one i started watching um i don't know whether these this is as much up your guys alley as it is mine but um a few weeks ago when when all this stuff sort of started kicking off jamie oliver mm. started he put out a show called keep Ooh. cooking and carry on and for the first week, that from the time he came up with the or they came up with the idea, from from coming up with it to putting it on air was three days, and it's basically he was like teaching people how to cook like basic like simple nice meals with stuff mm. they have in the pantry or like he'd exp- he'd be like okay well, today I'm making this and I'm using this ingredient but you could swap in like like things you can swap in yeah. things you can substitute and just like making do with what you've got. So the first week, how did you yeah. hear about this, like, Jack? Um, I'm just pay- I'm just paying attention. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's like <laughs> it's a journey. Yeah. Um, but was so it on TV first, or was it on, on it's online? It's on. It's no, it's on TV. It was on. It's on every day in the UK, but I think it's on Channel Ten mm. here once a week or something. Mm. Oh, yeah. the first the first week of the show was like it was a little bit uh, more rough than his usual shows, but it was pretty slick. Mm. Like it was in a little studio, like one of his house studios or whatever, like with cameramen and stuff. So that was the first week. And then the second week happened when lockdowns really started happening. Yeah. So the first episode of the second week was just him in his house trying to film himself cooking lunch for his family. And he's got five <laughs> children and he's like sweaty and his hair's all over the place and his t-shirt is uh, dirty and he's trying to like film and do close-ups himself. And he's so stressed. And it's so like, it, in a way, because he's so like lovely and charming, it's kind of, it was kind of comforting that like even he's not quite coping with Yeah, this. totally. And as it goes on, he got like, he now has his wife filming with him and he's just doing it on his phone at home. Um, yeah. But it's all like, he, and like his kids are always like running around crying in the background and stuff. But he's one of those guys who is full of like relentlessly positive, full of compliments. Yeah. Like mm, loves yeah. his wife and children so, so much. Mm. And is like, and seems to be in for like one of the richest men in Britain. Seems to be pretty like in tune with the needs of people at the moment. So that's have you I've guys come about. across this? Um, have you come across this? Some good news by John Krasinski. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, I saw the first one of those. The second one's probably the best one, and it does kind of do the same thing every episode and it's a little bit saccharine Mm. but it's also just very very nice and just a little bit heartwarming and a good thing to watch like before you go to bed to remember that you know like people are kind at heart yeah sometimes Sometimes. (laughs) i thought that was interesting because like one of the two of the art like the things that he covered in that the stories i thought it's interesting that they actually haven't covered that in the mainstream news you know, like totally. it, it is like some of that stuff could be used to like lighten the mood a little bit, but they're not really going for mainstream that with the mainstream news. No, but uh, you know, I think the effect is people will just get sort of exhausted by looking at 
the the doom and gloom. So um, yeah, I'm definitely I've stopped looking at that most of the news and yeah, I mean yeah, just, I've cut know. way back. I got the the app, the coronavirus app, and I figure it'll alert me if something important happens. Yeah, you kind of can't help but just pick it all up by a, osmosis mm. anyway. Anyway, speaking of doom and gloom, should we get back to the Adams family? <laughs> I was just thinking, <laughs> Callan. Do you want to get back to the Adams family? Um, yeah, I do. What are we like? Sure. Do, were there I things don't have that, that much liked? to say. Um, well, were yeah, there things I mean, that you liked in the first film? Were there like things you didn't like? Any plot holes? I didn't realize that this was directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, who did the Men in Black movies. Mm. Um, and mm. I, uh, I, I was watching the opening credits. And I like just had this moment where I'm like, these really look similar to the opening credits of Men in Black. Oh, right. And then the next credit that came up was Barry Sonnenfeld. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's the same guy. Um, but it feels very... And um, and a lot of the family of, of Adam's family are men wearing black. That's true. They, they, they are really the <laughs> original shit, Men in Black. He made the same movie Remember five that? times. <laughs> How good would this movie be if Will Smith was playing Gomez? <laughs> you know the difference between you and me? <laughs> um, I'm Will Smith. <laughs> That's how that With a pencil goes, right? mustache. <laughs> um, but it did feel very, very like, and I and I know that it's just because they're pulling from the same kind of references, but it felt like an off-brand Tim Burton oh, yeah. movie. Like it felt very Tim Burton light. Dude, I um, thought I thought that the credits were, as soon as I saw the credits, I was like, oh my God, Tim Burton directed this. <laughs> that was my initial yeah. thought. But, um, but no. And apparently he was going, he was going to do the third one um, before Ra- uh, Raul Julius, Julia died. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they ended up canning it. Um, but is this not one of those yeah, things where, like, that... is this not one of those things where Tim Burton has such a like stranglehold on yes. the creepy goth like well, well, but the thing is, creepy Tim kooky, Burton loves and spooky. Tim Burton loves and is referencing um, all of the B movies that he loved as a child, mm. um, which this movie is also doing. So they really they're just pulling from the same reference pool, yeah. and it's 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 not necessarily that it is a ripoff of Tim Burton. It's just that um, the aesthetic is is very similar. It's it's like you know the way that Spielberg when he was doing um, Indiana Jones was like pulling from all of these. 50s movies yeah. that he loved. So there's like a lot of movies that feel like that that may or may not be, um, you know, directly cribbing yeah. his style. Yeah. I think you can see some of the, um, maybe the cinematography carryover to Men in Black. Like, I feel like there's like a lot of dolly shots that like zoom in really quick. Um, I'm not using the right terms there, but like, you know how there's like a lot of... Um, I feel like there's just a. He certain, loves a crane. He loves a crane shot. Yeah, crane shots, but like that, like that, just below sort of eye line, and then it like sort of zooms into someone. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of. And the, the one gag that, and I don't even know if you'd call it a gag, but like I enjoyed it, and I'm I was wondering if it's just because I have a film background that I noticed this. Um, but did you notice that? 
every single shot that Morticia is in mm-hmm. in the first two movies, they've done that like old school lighting of her eyes where her face is underexposed by a couple stops and her eyes, there's like a slit light just on her eyes to the point where she'll be in a wide shot and they've got this thing going and she'll <laughs> yeah. be moving in a scene and yeah. it was like the light <laughs> yeah. is following her and I'm yeah. just like she'll watching it going, oh my God. <laughs> They are so committed to this gag mm. and it's just like every time they cut back to her, it's like, I don't know, I found it very... Um, that's what that's what I really the liked. commitment. That's what I really liked about this, um, especially the first one, less so in the second one mm. and not at all in the third one that you and I were. No. <laughs> the third but, one, I like, feel like the third one is not... The third doesn't one count. Is dying. We'll get to that. But, but yeah. like the, the get, like it's a comedy movie and there's obviously like... There's, like you say, like it's not even really a gag. Like for a really for a movie that's so in a way over the top, it's kind of subtle. Mm. I thought, like, it's it's tone jokes. Yeah, they're not yeah. like set up and payoff jokes. Yeah, they're, exactly. It's, they're just it's a amu- It's highly amusing. It's not funny. Yeah, like, yeah. And there's like, and it's there's um, it just like it's kind of bored. Like, just like teeters on the edge of. Dipping into like too too um, overtly saying like, oh Wednesday's going to kill the postman. Like they yeah. never say that, but it's something like like Wednesday play with your food, and Wednesday starts poking mm-hmm. at her food and it starts moving around on the table. Like it's and and they deliver it straight. Like yeah. every time they say a line like that, it's not like look at the camera and wink. It's it's like th- that's just their reality. Yeah. Like they they yeah. they don't. And I think that's what's endearing about it is the how uh, kooky and spooky and mm. and and ooky they are. They they all kind of commit to the the reality of their characters. Yeah, yeah. And it is just their everyday life is ooky and kooky and spooky. And because in the first one, there's not that many. It's not so much about like outsiders coming in and being like grossed out or shocked or appalled. Yeah. I mean, there are outsiders coming, but the outsiders are kind of just as weird as they are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's probably one of my main criticisms and it gets increasingly more so and probably most of all in the third one, but it feels like it would have been more funny if anyone from the outside world, like the outside world is just treated completely realistically mm. like almost as if it was like you know uh, like a roger altman film or like a like richard linklater is this something with a you know before sunset just ultra realistic characters you know normal lives not cartoony at all and then that's juxtaposed with the adams family who yeah, are just right. like crazy over the top mm. where whereas it does feel like the people who are like air quotes normal are still like crazy cartoon characters yeah yeah well certainly in the second one where I, I i think the second one really flips the idea of of what is crazy um in an interesting way and maybe we'll get to that in a sec um but i did have some really hard trivia about the first one if you guys want Ooh, is to this, uh, is this your new segment really hard trivia well, yes, it's not. So, what is hard quiz? Sorry, Callan, you, you mentioned something <laughs> called hard quiz before. Yeah, Cole was telling us before we started recording that he had an amazing idea for a, a segment called hard trivia, and I 
just asked if <laughs> maybe got a little bit of influence from hard quiz. But you haven't heard of that, so no uh, copyright infringement intended. No. So, um, so I was thinking. Um, ba- I used to run a trivia night at a pub, and then one day I showed up for work, and the pub had closed down. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they just moved and didn't tell look, you. Look, look, look. Was, no, the, was no, it because your trivia was too was hard? Called, <laughs> they had a new trivia night. It was called No Calls Trivia. <laughs> <laughs> like we've already got one. <laughs> uh, so no, what, what? I mean, what had actually happened? And I really hope this guy. There's no chance he's listening. But what had happened was he had all these debts. And and to be honest, like we were not pulling in the biggest numbers with the trivia. And we were asking for too hard. We were asking for a, a, like we were getting paid a decent enough wage, but we'd only get these two tables that would come in and literally just drink water unless they won the voucher uh, from the week before. Um, and so yeah. like then they would have a meal, but if they didn't win it, they wouldn't pay anything, which was really poor form, really. But anyway, but anyway, yeah. so I've I've done a bit of trivia in my time, but I was thinking, why don't we? Th- I throw some hard trivia at you guys and make it so impossible. That you're just not going to get it. <clears throat> if you got it, if you got it from one. the IMDb trivia page, I'm definitely going to get it. No, 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 it's not from IMDb. So I got two no. questions based on the first film. What am I looking at right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally going to be like that. Okay, so question one: How many black stripes are on Pugsley's Pugsley's shirt? Oh God, sixteen. Mm, Forty-seven. What was that? Sixteen. I said 47 and Jack said 16. Oh, Jack, you're so close. But yes. wrong. It's oh. 17. Oh. So you're still getting no points. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> it's really hard trivia. How many of these you got? <laughs> I got one more. Okay. okay. You know when they're, um, they're kind of washed up and at the hotel, they're at the motel and, and the, the kids are selling poison lemonade on the side of the road? Mm-hmm. they've got all these bottles of poison they've got blue bottles they've got clear bottles and they've got brown bottles what color was the cyanide bottle black <laughs> didn't even say there were black bottles <laughs> oh sorry what were the options <laughs> you're making this really hard was, was it blue red and blue green? clear or brown brown uh I'll say uh, blue. It was actually brown. Jack, I'm going to give you a point for that one. Ah, thank you. So, there you go. Really hard trivia. That was less hard. That was a multiple multiple choice. Well, yeah. I probably shouldn't have given you multiple choice. Got a 33% choice. chance of, of getting it. Yeah. I probably shouldn't have done that. Um, can, I, can, anyway. I swing you, can I swing you back with, with a bit of hard trivia of my own? Hit me. Uh, what film... The, so, in that very scene with a poison lemonade... Uh, a young Girl Scout comes along and tries to get them to buy Girl Scout cookies. Name a film yeah. that that mm. young Girl Scout would go on to appear in. Adam's Family Values. Uh, yes, correct. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she she's the other. She's the girl at the, the um the nemesis. The yeah, I can't remember her name. Her family name. Mm. She's great. She, I, I don't know if she went on to do anything else. Anyway, we're, we're at the 40-minute mark. Let's go to the next film. Let's bloody move on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Cole, you do your synopsis. I'm going to go get another drink. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. I'm still here, Cole. Um, I'm listening. Okay. This is a, 
this is a little bit half-baked, this synopsis. I wrote it all out and <laughs> didn't proofread it. So, The Addams Family Values from 1993. The second installment in the franchise arrived two years later to much more critical acclaim but much poorer box office results. The story resumes, I'm assuming, nine months after the first film where Morticia has a regular baby boy named Pubert. <laughs> However... All the attention on Pubert is giving Wednesday and Pugsley homicidal tendencies. And after numerous attempts of infanticide, the Adamses hire a nanny named Debbie to look after the newborn. Unbeknownst to them all, Debbie is a serial killer who marries rich bachelors and murders them to collect their inheritances. When Wednesday and Pugsley start spying on Debbie, they realize she's no ordinary nanny and Debbie can feel the heat, so she convinces Gomez and Morticia that the kids really want to go to summer camp, and off they go. Now, the movie splits into dealing with multiple plots here. Wednesday and Pugsley go to summer camp, which I think is called Camp Chippewa, and they encounter perhaps even more psychotic groups of people, namely the middle-class uh, middle class Americans. They are cast well, into upper, a... Thanks- upper class, they privilege. Yeah, upper class. Middle upper class. They're cast into a Thanksgiving play, and I believe they end up uh, satisfying their bloodlust and pretty much murdering everyone. Meanwhile, Debbie and Fester get married. Fester survives all of Debbie's attempts to murder him and eventually results in all-out war between Debbie and the family. In the end, Debbie tries to electrocute the whole family, but Pubert is an Adams and reverses the current in the cable and shocks her into a pile of ash. That's it in a nutshell. Sorry, it's a bit rough. Um, I, I want to say, I just want to start off by saying, if you're giving birth to a child and your firstborn is called John or Joan, like don't, why did the Cusacks call their kids John and John Joan? Cusack? We were talking about Will Smith earlier, Will and Jaden's, Will and Jada Pinkett Smith's kids' names are Willow and mm. Jaden. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's just because they love themselves. Yeah. Jamie Oliver's got it's, some weird yeah, names a, as well. That's a really weird one. Has anyone have they ever been asked that question? I'm that. sure they have, but they couldn't answer it. It wasn't them. It was Papa Cusack and Mama Cusack. Do, do they only have two kids? You know, I, mean, I mentioned that because Joan Cusack is in the movie. It's, it's not completely unrelated. To... You know, the Cusack parents, Jean and, and June. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, do, do, wait, back to Will Smith for a second. Do they only have two kids? Because it would it sort of falls apart when they oh. have three kids. Do they? I think they might actually. Let me. I'm going to Google this. There might be a third it's Smith just like kid that Brian. no one cares about. I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my hair back and forth. Whatever happened to her? I just Boy. I just quickly googled Will Smith, but actually wrote Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith. Yeah, Trey. There's a there's a Trey Smith. Oh, Trey. Trey. <laughs> All right. That's like when you're trying to quickly come up with a fake name and you like look at yeah. a Trey, <laughs> like uh, Trey <laughs> Smith. Oh, Baking he's a Trey half Smith. Uh, Smith. He's a half. He's a half Smith brother. Uh, mm. 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 Um, what did you guys think of this one? I liked um, it. I had fun I with this one as well. Yeah, I, I liked it too. 
I think um, like normally we watch them a little bit more condensed and I had a couple weeks off because I remember watching the first one and really enjoying it and going, boy, I do not need to watch another one of these <laughs> right away. Um, uh, but I think I had two weeks off and then watched this one and it was nice. It was a nice, easy, uh, comfort foodie thing. Yeah. And, I, and I did enjoy that they gave the kids more to do mm. in this in this one um i didn't really like the joan cusack um and and christopher lloyd uh side plot thing um i, I thought really i thought there was a bit too it was a bit too like there was a bit too much um for me to uh yeah like that- too many plots too many plot, not too many plots, just too too much of a reach. I thought, like the idea that the kids, she could convince the parents that the kids want to go to summer camp, when mm-hmm. their parents seem to understand the kids so well. You know mm. what I mean? And the and it's and the same thing with, I mean, Fester is pretty dumb, but after everything that went they went through in the first movie, the idea that he that that he would he would willingly cut himself off from his own family. <laughs> I found yeah. that to be a bit and, of a stretch. And Gomez also talks about um, Fester in the first one as if he was like a total ladies' man and because mm-hmm. the joke is that he's like Revolting. repulsive. But um, <laughs> but he used to like pull all the ladies and then yeah. this one they make out like... Well, there's, they even explicitly say, I'm a virgin. <laughs> That's my Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. It's your kids, Marty! <laughs> <laughs> Um, what are they assholes? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I think that's maybe a little plot hole, but it does seem like Gomez is really gullible. Even in the first film, when he, when the lawyer well, yeah, is trying to convince him to to give him money, he's like, "Oh, we've got to wait till next quarter." You know, before that's we part of the charm is that they're so trusting and mm. will just go along with everything, but it always works out in their favor because. They're so creepy and kooky and all together okay. No, it's because they're rich. Yeah, that's also <laughs> rich. Um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I tuned out pretty pretty early on in this film. But I, um, I, yeah, I found, I think this film had a lot of stars in it that, like, they just come out of nowhere. All of a sudden, there's mm. like... Surprise, the Nathan Wayne. Is it Nathan? Who's Nathan Lane? Is that the guy Chippewa Camp Chippewa? No, that's the, he's the the cop that they go to, who was also the voice of um, yes. Timon from The Lion King. So he would he would have been a, a star by then. Oh, you would have thought yeah. by nineteen ninety three. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm just looking at that. Peter McNichol is who you're mm. thinking of from Ali McBeal. Ali McBeal, and yeah. Ghostbusters. I feel like there's a few people from Ally McBeal in that, but um, and that kid who's the the love interest for for Wednesday at the camp? He's mm. from something. I was like, is it American he Pie? Or am David I just... Crumbholds. He's he's he was in Ten Things I Had About You as the nerdy friend. Yeah. David Crum. How did you know that name? <laughs> I looked it up when I saw him. I had the same thing. I'm like, what is he from? Is he from American Pie? And he's like, no, he looks kind of similar to someone who's from American Pie. Mm. He also kind of looks like he might be, like he looks like a um, a less attractive version of, um, oh, my mind's gone Oscar blank. Oscar Isaac? The guy from 
Oscar Isaac, yeah. He looks like a a, a kind of dweebier Oscar Isaac. Mm. Oh, David Crump. What's he been in recently, that guy, Crump? Uh, well, let me see. I've got IMDb up in front of me here. Give me this is some Just preparing yourself for the future trade. Not, not a whole lot. Not a lot. No, he was in the Santa Claus, which was a previous was in the um, franchise that we did. Yes, he was in that show Numbers. Do you remember that show Numbers, where the E is spelt with a three? Yes, but the F- S the S is not spelt with a five, which mm. I think is a missed opportunity. <laughs> mm. So Numbers was like they solve crime based on numbers, right? As opposed to like CSI type factual. Mm. Yeah, it's like, you know one of those cop shows where it's like, oh, ghost detective, oh, numbers detective, oh, computer detective. It was one of them. Mm-hmm. OCD detective. Oh, yeah. Um, he was a big star. Yeah, he was Bernard. He was the elf, the head elf. Mm. That's right. Yeah, that's where I know him from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think I enjoyed this more, even though by this point I was like, oh, I've had enough of the Adams Family. I can't watch anymore. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think um, the part that I especially enjoyed was all, all the stuff with the kids at the camp, um, climaxing in the uh, the the sequence with the Thanksgiving play, which was very fun and funny. Um, but I feel like it, you know, it took a lot of big risks. That um, I'm not sure of a, a movie in the kind of like politically correct. Uh, or at least you know more culturally sensitive <laughs> landscape we're in now would be comfortable mm. doing, like mm. in 2020. Um, yeah, I was saying I uh, we we watched Clueless the other night, and they just throw in some language sometimes that when you're like watching a movie from the 90s, um, you really <laughs> like get taken aback when a term that has just and you like you remember using like hearing this language all the time when you were a kid but like yeah we were watching clueless the other day and alicia silverstone calls someone a retard and it's like oh my god you can't say that (laughs) like Mm. um and yeah i I think that you know they were using uh they they, they didn't say native american or they they were calling indians and, and i know yeah i think there was there was definitely an intentional, but I, I don't know if, if a movie now would kind of <laughs> bite off a topic that. Um... Yeah, I think it, well, I did. I did kind of like how how it was progressive it was in that she flipped Wednesdays the impetus for her like taking over the Thanksgiving play and burning every burning the set down and and tying up the leaders and stuff was to make a point of how like hypocritical the whole Thanksgiving celebration yeah, is. Totally. Um, and and I did I did also like the the kind of um, the reason that everyone at the camp is so despicable is because they're just so it's like the white privilege camp. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't they even sing a song about being privileged or something? Like, <laughs> I think they they like they definitely mention it that it's a camp for privileged people. <laughs> and yeah. Callan, to your to your earlier point as well, did either of you guys see the um the like the UK like lockdown concert like TV special they put on for charity the other week. Uh, was that the Lady Gaga one? Uh, Lady Gaga was the US one. There was a similar thing in the UK. Anyway, um, just really quickly, the the guys from Little Britain did a. Oh, I saw this. Did you see this? And they came on and they did. um, They were just filming it from their own houses, but they did. um, They did. 
Ooh, I'm a lady, and I don't think we can do this sketch anymore. <laughs> well, there's also the one where there's the the you know the the disabled guy in the chair. Yeah, it is like still a, I think there's a lot of the characters that are not uh, considered PC. But yeah. I, I think I don't know. I'm interested about like Jack. You kind you both made the point that um, you know like it's kind of cool that they mention this stuff in the the Thanksgiving play, but at the same time, it's it's also really under the guise of like this girl is backwards you know like this girl is like uh you know a saddest essentially actually i i remember the part that stood out to me and and i know that it was intentional um but it did still strike me as like quite direct was when all of the outcasts they did a scene where they're like panning through all the all the kind of kids who don't fit in and they were it was an asian kid mm-hmm. um and there was like a um mm. african-american kid and the joke was oh i can't pronounce your name yeah um yeah. that that was the bit Jamal. that kind of was just like wow that is really on the nose <laughs> and like i know that they're saying it's a bad thing that they're not being accepted but it did feel like a little bit um I don't know, making light of of, yeah. of it thinking a little of, bit. Thinking of myself, like, well, I guess in the early nineties I was five, but like, it it definitely wasn't an obvious enough joke for people to get that that's a joke. Like, yeah, well, I guess I mean, I guess it's also a very um, American, yeah, um, focused thing that you may not get it. But like, I imagine if there was the Aussie version of the Adams Family mm. and the the joke was about the genocide of Aboriginal people. Like mm. the, that would, it's, it's, yeah. Mm. Well, you can, you can kind of see it. it like Wednesday Adams, Australian Wednesday Adams being in the Australia day play and they're singing, give me a home among the, among the gum trees. Yeah. Sure. She While singing Matilda or something. Day, and then yeah, she, this day, this day celebrates, you know, the invasion of, yeah, whatever. Everyone just shut up. I just want to hear, I just, <laughs> I just want the Australian Adams family now. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we casting in the Australian Adams family? Well, okay. Uh, I think you've got Yahoo Serious. Yeah, Yahoo Serious. Yahoo Serious is probably uh, or Cousin It. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have Delta Goodrum as Morticia? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to give you that, Jack. Uh, approval. It was extremely well cast, this movie, that's for sure. I think both of them yeah. were. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, um, how well cast this movie was is highlighted by how poorly cast the third one was. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but like the, with the third one, and let's just transition into the third one because yeah. you know, we've been going for a while now, but the third one was star-studded, but... Just but like wrong, what, just wrong. Yeah. It was just mm. so wrong. It was a nightmare. It was like it was actually like. Have you ever had a dream where you're like walking to your house and like, you know, everything's just like a bit wrong, and you like look at your, you know, partner or your friend or something, and they're it's like, it was you, but I knew it actually wasn't you because you looked yeah. all weird. Yeah. It was like that. It was <laughs> like, <It's> just <laughs> Cole. You so Cole, tell us about tell us about the third Adam Family you, movie you watched. <laughs> No, I so okay, so I didn't watch the third one, mm. the which is available on YouTube. It was there waiting for me all day long, and I just didn't click on it. Um, but I watched <laughs> the Adams I, Family I, reunion on YouTube, which has been watched one million seven 
147,161 times. And I also love that, like, it's just such a shit movie that no oh. one cares if it's being pirated. Cause, like... No, but even the first one's on YouTube. Oh, is it? Is it? Yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, so I I didn't watch that one, so I can't give you a synopsis for it. Nor can I give you a synopsis for the animated one, but I watched the animated one. Um, the recent which animated one. The only redeeming thing about that, um, which is also on YouTube, the whole animated one is on YouTube. The new one. The new one, which was released last year. Um, the only redeeming thing about that, which I found out when I was looking at the Wikipedia for Adam's Family is that it's very true to the original cartoon. So all the the character the, design, the design yeah. I was has just been flicking, brought across. I was flicking through some of the original cartoons and I did notice that. Yeah. But it it's pretty pretty standard fare what you would expect from well, from an Adam's family story. It's basically they move to a neighborhood in like New Jersey or something and then there's a cookie cutter Lego land being built beneath them. And then there's their Transylvania style house up on the, the mountain. And, and this woman sees it's like bad for business. So she tries to get them out of the town. Um, and then I think Wednesday even goes through a, a sort of a crisis of personality where she starts dressing normal and the yeah. family is like, Oh my God, this is terrible. Right. Um, but uh, hey, before, yeah. before we move too far into the Adams family three and, and the animated one, um, I think, I mean, it's just put in such stark difference. I, I just wanted to call out how good Christina Ritchie is in the mm. first two. Oh, she's brilliant. Like, as Wednesday. She's so good. And, like, she's not doing, like, heaps. Like, she, mm. like, all of the characters kind of have their one level that they do. But it is it just becomes so apparent how talented she was and how well she did that part when you see the third one where they swap the kids out mm. and it is just awful it's like it, awful. It's, but it looks even... like people dressed up in halloween's costumes to go and play <laughs> the adams family like they, they they like it didn't you know it i think it was a straight to video or something because it, it was, was just like the production values were so <laughs> it low was. <laughs> Jack was waiting at the cinema for it to come out, but no, sorry. Straight to VHS. No, but I saw got... an interview with um, Raul Julia and and, yeah. and um, as well, I think he, he you can tell he's enjoying it more almost. And and Christina Ricci, she's she's really good in the second one, but um, yeah, definitely Gomez seems like he's matured into the role somehow weirdly. It's, I think it's just, yeah. you've got an overpowered cast in a relatively simple character. So like they just... They nail it, like yeah. yeah. A couple, of and times. I think what you were saying before, Cal, about them, about all the characters kind of only having one note. I think mm. one of the thing that things that makes Christina Ricci and Wednesday so good in the second one is that she has this one note that she's so like her character is so confident and assured of who she is mm. that when she's play when she um she meets this boy and kind of develops a crush on him, like her note kind of just wavers just a tiny little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's. Mm. I mean, I, I say that they have one note that that they yeah. do um, subvert that a little bit, mm. and and sometimes the joke is you expect the pun to be earlier, and then they <laughs> slip it in later. Um, <laughs> but you know, she she just does it so well, and she's got this like this amazing dead man stare. The thing you know, mm. the kind of like um, uh, 
Jack Nicholson in the Shining thing where yeah. she like puts her head down and and she's just got so much presence for someone so young. Like she just holds the scenes that she's in. Bit of trivia I read. Um, you know how whenever she go- goes to bed, she crosses her arms over her like a dead person. Mm. I heard that was Christina Ricci's idea, like her own idea. <laughs> like, like as a 10-year-old, she came up with that. Yeah, wow. I mean, like she's clearly fucking into it. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I just wanted to call that out before we moved into the next two, which I like there's not... I, I'll do a really quick sum- summary of the synopsis of... Adam's family reunion. Reunion. Um, yep. The Adam's family get a note to say that there's a family reunion, but there's been some some muck up at the family reunion store, <laughs> 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 and they go to see the wrong family, I guess. Um, and meanwhile, their parents, um, great grandparents have Waltzheimer's, which is when you get old and start being not so kooky and spooky and start just being into regular stuff, which, Mm. of course, to the Adams family is really, really revolting. So they go to this family reunion. um, Stuff happens (laughs) at the end. Like, it's really not even worth mentioning the plot of this movie. It is (laughs) fucking awful. I tuned in for like a tennis game between Gomez and... uh, But but like the cast, it's like Tim Curry. Tim Curry. I was like, you'd be an amazing... Yes, yes. He should be amazing. Um, And they have that scene in it, which is almost a blatant ripoff of the opening to Rocky Horror Picture Show where um, some of the... So there's two Adams families. There's the, like, regular American Adams family and then there's the, you know, titular Adams family. And because of the muck-up with the family reunion store, um, some of the regular family get sent to the Adams family mansion and they're expecting to go to some idyllic kind of country getaway. And they have the scene, which is almost exactly the same scene as the opening to Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is the the straight-laced uh, couple whose car breaks down and they ask, they go to the creepy mansion and Tim Curry, uh, as the sexy transvestite from Sexy Transylvania, comes in and, and, you know, the whole thing goes from there. And, like, so he's, like, this is his ballpark. And there are moments where he does his like tim curry god laugh. he tries he tries he so tries hard. he tries but oh. he's just working with nothing, nothing. like like <laughs> yeah and like i loved him curry i love him but there's there's not anything he could do and daryl hannah what the fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah terrible casting there she is like generally an attractive woman, but they have done something done where something it just looks her. wrong. Like it look like she doesn't look like a human woman. She mm. she's she like she's like got weird, like plastic surgery victim. Yeah, her face is in the wrong place on her head. Like <laughs> <laughs> she's just got forehead for days, and like it's I don't know. And I think it's just because. Because, you know, the silhouette is pretty much the same. You expect every time you see them in the scene, you expect to see Angelica Houston mm. and, and Royal Julia weird. and Christopher yeah. Lloyd. And it's just this fucking 
nightmare freak show bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked, didn't it, Callan? I really, it was really bad. I, I, for, especially for for these, for what we've done with the franchise podcast. Like, I always try and stay positive when I'm watching these things. Because I'm like, we put out, you know, we choose to do this. It's a bit yep. of fun. Yeah, movies are hard to make. I really try and give just the benefit of the doubt and try and stay positive. But this just sucked. It was bad. And I wasn't even like giving it my full attention. I was also playing like the switch port of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> and it was still like... Is that the one that you treated as a relationship simulator? No, I'm also replaying Final Fantasy XV, which we yeah, can talk okay. about a little bit more. I, I re-kicked that one back up. <laughs> and me and Gladius are going great. So. Yeah, <laughs> um, but one, yeah, like the, I the, had this going in the background and even like as something that I was just like, I'm going to pay enough attention so that mm-hmm. I know what happens. Like I was just getting I like simultaneously angry and like frightened by yeah. how bad this was. This was it's awful. Like you, don't, like you, you can't even see like what they were trying. It's like they weren't even trying to make it good. Like they were fa- every choice they were faced with, they were like, "Let's do the worst thing we can." And it's like, is it because they just had no budget? Like, it, like is it like was it? I'm gonna look up in IMDb to see if the guy who did Adam's Family Reunion did anything else. In the meantime, I'm going to talk about how sad um, it made me that um, none of the none of the original cast came back except for Lurch. Mm. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I was watching it, and I'm like, because the first ones were so were so enjoyable, and they all had such, the family had such a nice dynamic. I really wondered yeah. what the experience was like for him if he felt like like this. Like, I feel like if I was if I was the Lurch actor. I feel like it would feel wrong in my soul to be doing this horrible movie without without Raul Julia, without Angelica Houston, without the old gang. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give you some titles from um so his name is Dave Payne. Fitting, because he God. it was a fucking painful movie. I'm gonna give you some ti- titles um <laughs> from his, his back catalogue. Um Just Can't Get Enough. Which which kind of looks like a magic mic type yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. It's the 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 thumbnail for it is just a close up shot of a man's bulging torso. Yep. Um, alien species. Which <laughs> no no no, is, no those, those are two different movies. Count. Yep. So the 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 <laughs> it's and the, the interesting thing about this is the poster says alien species. <laughs> But the subtitle for the process is Alien Terminator. <laughs> so, so, so I'm wondering in, in different regions, they've just copied and pasted two like generic names that like on their own are actually quite popular franchises. And the the treatment of the of the words is like, you know, the species is is written in the same way that species was and alien is pretty similar. So that is obviously. And then um, the other two are Rika. And Rika too, right? No, Rika. Um, so yeah, just like he looks like the kind of guy that you would call to do one of those. Um, what what's that? Uh, that 
the those guys called Asylum who do the movies that sound like other movies to trick like grandparents who were at the video store to like accidentally rent the wrong things <laughs> this, for their yeah, kids. This yeah. movie this yeah, movie yeah. does this movie plays like one of those movies. Like it's a really bad ripoff of an Adams family movie that at the last minute they got the rights to make it an Adams family yeah, movie. It was like it was originally gonna be like the Badams family or the the, <laughs> the Well the Adams is... like relations. <laughs> this is the thing, like the name suggests like the the naming convention is like the Adams family that they went for um values and then to to add just reunion really implies it's a part of that like that string of movies mm. you know and and obviously they probably made no money out of it but look at what this guy's directed beforehand and beforehand Callan Alien Terminator like the guy's resume at that point before he made Adam's Family Reunion was Alien Terminator Showgirl Murders pretty much <laughs> <laughs> and not like us Fuck. Concealed it's weapon. So bad. <laughs> uh, I mean, so bad. I part of me does just want to be the guy who gets a thousand dollars, and they're like, um, "Can you <laughs> just go like, for it?" <laughs> it's Transformers, but you can't call it Transformers. <laughs> and the other thing that I love about those movies um, is that obviously they need to launch so that they're on video at the same time as the other ones are in the cinema. So the scripts mm. of them, they, they will they will have not seen the original movie. They will have just seen whatever the press is. So if they can get enough to make the poster look similar, the actual movies have no similarity at all to anything. Like you watched mm. one of those Transmorpher movies for this, didn't you? Well, what, what one did I watched, you watch, I watched, Jack? I watched, I watched Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! Uh, what was independent? Independent. It was an apostrophe day. rather than apostrophe. A... <laughs> yeah, independent apostrophe s day. It belonged to independent. It was his day. The main character's name was John, John Independent, independent. <laughs> <laughs> and it was his birthday. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. um yeah so i don't i don't really have anything nice to say about adam's family reunion i i I did i did pull out some nice i did pull out some nice things to say let me finish on a good note all right because it is it is fucking dire um when they arrive at the resort there's a a bellboy character who's in it like who welcomes them to the resort and shows them around very briefly he fucking Mm. delivers he was great um, sure. Um, the they really <laughs> didn't say crammed, they <laughs> they really crammed like or it, it's only an hour and a half long. It it's drags, an hour and twenty seven minutes. It's an hour mercifully. And <laughs> <laughs> they cram so much of the movie, and it seems like most of the budget into like the last twenty minutes. There's like, there's like a car chase. There's a massive fight in the ballroom. There's, there's a guy a who gets lit on fire. Dog. There's a computer-generated dog. There's all this stuff. So they really crammed it all into like this really, this really small pocket. Which, if you watch by itself, I reckon would be kind of fun. Like it's so, it's so hmm. chaotic and wild. It's one I, of those things though, where like because Soph watched the first two with me, and then was kind of like moving around the house. So I was watching the third one, 
And she's like, was the third one made before the other one? (laughs) (laughs) They've taken such a step back that it looks like it was an earlier period in in movie making. Because the production values on the first one is like, you know, they had great sets and this was just, this was awful. awful. But Jack, I think you've just alluded to the fact that that the business of being a director is not all like fun and creative. Like no. there's also no. a massive boring side to it. So like the fact that they had to like, let's not blow the budget. Let's hold it out for these like couple of scenes. Mm. Like uh, again, obviously not enough budget to save the whole film, but my God, maybe this guy's just like more of an accountant than he is a creative director. Yeah. You know? I think and I think you've probably got to have like- both. They pay him by the minute. Like, you know, like <laughs> they pay him like, with hot meals. We, we need 127 minutes of, of things that can be legally called the Adams family. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Who that. Um, it? Uh, the Adams family, apparently. The um, the weird, the person who did you notice all the other movies ended? The very the first credit yep. was thanks with thanks to the lady Colton or something. Yeah. Yep. Who yes. is maybe related to the guy who did the original cartoon? Yeah. Um, yeah. It so remi- I, did you guys? I <laughs> actually looked into that. Of, um, she, do you remember that Fantastic was... Four movie? Oh, sorry. What was that? You mean? Oh, I was going to say that the, the lady Col Colleton. She was married to um, the the guy who invented it, the the, yeah. the real Adams, mm. um, for a couple of years. And as part of the settlement, she got some of the rights to the the creative rights, the intellectual yeah. property, right around the series. So it would have been done with her permission slash, you know, yeah, you know, condition of you have to thank me, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Callan, there's a Fantastic Four movie that was not we, released. Is yeah, that right? We did it for the show when we did the when we went through the Fantastic Four ones, and it was like a Roger Corman produced thing where they had to keep the rights to it, so they had to make a movie. I wonder if it was something like that. Like they had the rights to the Adams family and they had to legally make a movie yeah. to keep them. So they <laughs> they like was like technically like if it can stand up in a court of law as a movie, yeah, as a movie <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, look, it's it's got Tim Curry. It's officially a movie. <laughs> it counts. Yeah. Um, so should we rank them at this stage? I think that's. Uh, Let's rank. We talked it. about Let's all three. Up. Yeah, I think two, one, three for me. I I think I I think I like the second one a little bit more. Just because um, the central conceit of the first one of um, Festa being an imposter uh, was a, like a giant red herring and didn't go anywhere and kind of maybe took away from it a little bit, as endearing as it was generally otherwise. And also that turkey scene in the second one. <laughs> I'm going to go one, two, three. I just thought the the second one... I, I just love the mood of the first one and how subtle it was. And I felt that the second one just had a couple, they were, I thought they were very even, but there was just a couple too many, like too many overt gags yeah. that I wasn't into. And I think, I think it was more, it was more like I had to find, find something to fault and I could only find something to fault in the second one. Really? Yeah. I think another part of it for me putting the second one first is maybe I just saw that one more as a kid for mm. whatever reason in the same so way that I, I saw actually. 
yeah, like it was maybe it was on TV more or I don't know, for whatever reason, I thought like I was more familiar with it and I had more nostalgia than the first one for me. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I'm going to go with your your order, Callan, just two, one, three. But uh, I think it may be like d- diving into two a little bit more, it does raise some more interesting questions. I think like the whole camp scene and the middle America being like scary in their own right is kind of interesting to me. It, but I, I think it does a better job of the, the central premise of um, the Adams family is like apple pie America, like, you know, the sweetest sweet America juxtaposed against this kind of like weird gothic sensibility and, and just how those two things don't gel. And I feel like the second one had more of that in that, you know, it took the most American trope of the summer camp and then put the Adams family there Mm. whereas the first one because it was mainly set at their house and the other characters who came into it weren't really like so you know all american pie they were they were kind of like also just weirdos it it didn't it didn't live up to the premise as much i think but i I think the one thing i mean the reason it's like a close to one for me is that the second one doesn't actually use that much of like Gomez is not the, in it that much. He's not really a protagonist for any of the stories. I don't think. Yeah, that's true. And, and he's probably the strongest cast member, but as well, I, I'm not sure if like, there's a lot of characters in the family, but I'm not sure if tearing them apart and like having the kids at summer camp actually works for the whole experience of like the family being in one place. I don't know. To me, it's just really sad that obviously that, that Raul Julia passed away, but yeah. I think a third one would have been fantastic. Like, I don't know what they would have done, but um, well, that's the beauty of it is like this, the movie can be exactly the same every time. Like it's, it's a pretty, you know, that's what the show was. You can just keep doing the same gags and it stays, <laughs> it stays good. I wonder when they'll release a new one. Oh, like a live action one. Yeah. It's been a while, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that type of uh, movie isn't in vogue anymore. Mm-hmm. Like um, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but essentially the um, movies that are made for 13-year-olds now are mm-hmm. big budget action movies that are made for 13-year-olds and also like grown men who act like 13-year-olds. So Yeah, right. I am surprised we haven't seen Johnny Depp as Gomez Adams in our lifetime. That's ah, true. Good casting. Mm. Pale face Johnny Depp. Any day. Pirates of the Adams family. Hey, should we go to the loosely related recommendations? Um, someone else go first. <laughs> um. I can go first. Um, I'm not sure why. I I think I was watching an interview with Stephen Colbert and Brian Cox um, a few weeks back, and they were talking about this new show that's on. Well, it's not a new show. It's two seasons of it um, on HBO called Succession. Oh and yes. The, the reason I'm loosely relating is because the Adams family is a kind of fucked up family. This family is like, yeah, rich really fucked up family. Good, good. Rich fucked up family. Um, and the first season was like 
I burned through it in probably a week yeah. and it was just fantastic. Like there's the characters in that show. Um, there's almost like a Donald Trump Jr. Like, you know who I'm talking about, Cal? The, yeah, yeah. The, the son who you, he's like, he's such a turd, but you also <laughs> kind of like him. Like I actually, am, I'm so rooting for him. Um, but he just keeps fucking things up left, right and center. So I, I think it's a great show, good characters. I'm scared about season two. I'm not sure where it's going to go, but... Um, season two is amazing. I feel, I feel like season two, really, the show figured out what it was actually about, and it's it's really good. I'm so jealous for people who haven't seen it who get to, like, binge it now because I, like, I would love to watch a show like that right now that you can just binge through and it's like so quality and really mm. it's a, it's great mm-hmm. it's like my favorite show since like mm-hmm. mad men or something very good yeah well that's that's my recommendation get out there and watch um jack i have to ask what i, I did your recommendation last week was to listen <laughs> to your dj mix which i did <laughs> until it kept my 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 um phone kept dropping out but i was loving it like i actually had a really dirty (laughs) dirty taste in like house music yeah sweet um but you had another recommendation i think i might have attempted it what was Uh, what did you recommend last week do you remember cut gems i watched that as well i watched that as well what do you think um like you said it was like just stressful the whole thing was so stressful but like great yeah um a really interesting premise to have it all hinge on a sporting moment, which if you knew anything about the game, you would know how it unfolded. But for most people, who didn't, I think like just yeah, a great idea. idea. Um, did, did you guys watch um, Good Times? That no, I have been, I have been, previous, have been in the mood maybe? for stress recently. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it's it's just I haven't seen Uncut Gems yet, specifically yeah. for that reason. But yeah. um, if you liked it, then I would recommend Good Times as yeah, well. Sweet. Uh, what's um, your we, we were talking. We were talking earlier about um, about uh, comfort foods and and comfortable things that we're going back to um, in these times. Um, and I uh, actually a couple of weeks ago I went back and rewatched um, partly because I wanted to, but also because my um, lovely fiance hadn't seen any of them. We watched all the Back to the Future movies. Oh yeah, that's um, nice. Which was real nice, um, and I hadn't seen them all in like in years. Um, and obviously relating it because Christopher Lloyd um, mm. is in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I never, I never watched them sort of in quick. I watched them over probably two weeks, but I never watched them in quite as quick succession before. And they mm. work really well as three, like as a franchise, watching them together. They like reference each other and like play into each other's plots in a way that I. I had not had a real appreciation for before. I feel like the first one is like almost the perfect movie. It's so tight. Yeah. In that that kind of like um, 80s, 90s, like Amblin Zemeckis way where like it's just every movement feels choreographed. Yeah. Like it's, and the, the second two are, are both also very good, but the first one is fantastic. Mm. Um. Yeah, um, good one. We never did that is, for the show, did we? No, it's too popular. Really? Yeah. But is uh, people it, always trash the third, but I kind of enjoy the third. I like, I enjoyed all of them. I thought they were all great. They're all good. I mean, the third one is the weakest, definitely, but it's still a fun movie by itself. Mm. What's yours, Cal? Uh, mine is I've 
I'll, I'll give you a smattering. <laughs> um, and, they're, and they're related because at the risk of um, recommending RuPaul's Drag Race two weeks in a row, <laughs> I'm going to recommend RuPaul's Drag Race two weeks in a row, but I'm going to get a little bit more specific because uh, it's related in that I watched um, the Adams Family and then immediately watched the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, which dropped. And um, I think that... God must be real and God must also be a drag queen because <laughs> I really needed some more RuPaul in my life. And they've also launched a second show, which is dropping the same day. So now we get two episodes of RuPaul and they've also got another show, which is like the behind the scenes. So you can watch three episodes of RuPaul related content on a Saturday if you're so inclined. And I very much am. And then if you're also so inclined, you can uh, listen to uh, a, an episode of the RuPaul podcast, <laughs> which... <laughs> which um, <laughs> the hell, Cal? You said you wouldn't do this. You're doing it. <laughs> well, I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm basically, I'm recommending the, uh, the RuPaul media empire. The RuPaul um, experience. Yeah. So, and, and Jeff Goldblum was on the most recent episode and uh, I just fucking love Jeff jeff goldblum um I ha- so- i'm having a feeling like th- that you're getting some kickbacks from rupaul's drag race <laughs> like, are you gonna slip in some sort of code like would you like it's really what's keeping me going right now this like mm. it, the, i it's like the most comfort foody comfort food and you know we were talking earlier about like shows where people uh just like each other and enjoy themselves like mm. rupaul just like cracking jokes and laughing is is basically the one thing that's keeping me going. <laughs> um, that's nice. So there's a couple episodes of that left, and then <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. That'll be it for Callan. And also, I the Final Fantasy. I've also been replaying Final Fantasy VII or playing for the first time the original while while watching <laughs> um, Adam's Family reunion. Fitness. So is that the, how they're loosely related? <laughs> that that, watching I, well, right? I was watching them at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so loose. Um, yeah. I think, okay, I'll try and loosely relate RuPaul. RuPaul uh, is like the Adams Family uh, reunion in that um, the characters look like uh, drag queens <laughs> who are trying to present themselves as the characters of that show. Yeah, right. I was going to say... That's a disservice to drag queens. RuPaul dressed as a woman is more attractive than Daryl Hannah. This is the full... I mean, that goes without saying, but <laughs> let's, not, let's not get into that. Um, that. Well, I think that yeah. probably wraps up our chat about the Adams Family. Mm. Anyone's got anything else to add? Um, no, I think, uh, Cal, you was mentioning maybe we should let people in on the idea of um, mixing the formula up. Yeah, so Having I think like a bit of a voting system. <laughs> I think about whether we've, or not we proceed. We've come back and done two franchises, franchises, and we've remembered why we don't do this anymore. Yeah, so I think <laughs> the, we 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 put the show on ice for a while because it ended up just being kind of an onerous commitment to have to work through an entire franchise of movies that you may or may not want to watch. And I think watching Adam's Family 3 especially <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminded us um, 
And like ultimately for our own mental health, we kind of just don't want to force ourselves to do stuff that is going to be really painful (laughs) um, for the amusement of others, Um, especially when those others are not that quantiful. Is that a word? Um, So what we're going to (laughs) do moving forward is pick a franchise, go one movie at a time, and then vote if we want to keep going. Yeah. And so the show's Um, now called, the show's now called, would you like franchise with that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the central question will be would we like to have more franchise with that and we also might kind of broaden out the um the loosely related recommendation section to be even looser and less related <laughs> <laughs> we've, ne- we've never really held ourselves to account <laughs> not really not really um but to kick us off and i think you know i think maybe moving forward we're probably going to be picking being there was a little bit of sadism in the way that we used to run the show, <laughs> at least on my part, where I would often pick franchises that I knew would be painful for other people to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Human Centipede. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you made uh, me watch a movie called Castle Freak once, Callan. That's true. You made me watch like uh, National <laughs> Boys Vacation and Bad Boys. So let's not start throwing stones in our yeah. glass house. But... Um, yeah, I think we're going to be a little bit more unanimous about the movies that we want to watch and try and just watch stuff that we actually want to watch. Yeah. Um, and just be kind to ourselves and to others during these tough times. <laughs> we have to. Um, but to kick it off, uh, a movie that I have been wanting to go back to and watch um, for a while uh, is The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Um, so we'll watch that and see if we want to continue watching those ones. We'll find out if we do want franchise with that. Do we? Or do we not? Do we or do we not? You're so, a wizard, uh, so, Harry. So, tune in <laughs> next time as we, as we watch one, we mercifully watch one movie and chat about it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, until then, um, get, get us, do we still have a we- an email address, Callan? Um, no, I don't think, so. I don't think we do. <laughs> All right, don't worry about it. Just keep your comments to yourselves. Um, and until next time, <laughs> <laughs> I've been kooky and spooky. <laughs> we'll speak to you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.